Welcome to the Beastified Podcast. We're your hosts. I'm Chris Hopper. And I'm Dan Harrison. This is a show dedicated to inspiring you to treat your body and mind the way it should be treated. Each week, we delve into all things health with some of the brightest and most forward-thinking, out-of-the-box minds in health, consciousness, mindset, and spirituality. Deep and often intense, these conversations are released every Wednesday and are designed to inspire, educate, motivate, and encourage you to discover, uncover, and unlock and unleash your potential. In this episode of the Beastified podcast, we have a very interesting interview with Al Cavallo, who is an expert in bodyweight and strength training and calisthenics. In this episode, we delve into the power of positive thinking, taking action, infusing the warrior spirit, and being a free thinker, and much more. The human body, in my opinion, is just such a complex bit of machinery, and a wonderful place to start if you want to improve your experience on this planet. I really feel if you learn how to move efficiently, and learn how to control your body, this will transcend over to your mind and make us all better humans. I really feel that if you move your body, your mind will follow. Great, so how are you doing today? Feeling great. Everything good with you guys? Yeah, Absolutely fantastic. fantastic. Excellent. So, so welcome to the Beastified podcast. Thanks for having me. No problem. Thank you. Uh, Al, we just have to got so much we want to talk to you about and so many different areas we want to delve into. It's really exciting. So we have noticed that you have a few tattoos. Uh, <laughs> one in particular, Nothing Lasts Forever, Yeah, like really resonates with me and I would love to understand the story and the meaning behind it. Well, you know, it's one of those things, the Nothing Lasts Forever, where sometimes people misinterpret it like it's a cynical, pessimistic type of statement. But it's really supposed to be the opposite of that. It's a celebration of the present moment and just a, a tribute to uh, being here in the now and appreciating each thing for what it is. And, you know, sometimes mm-hmm. I joke that it's kind of a ironic tattoo as well because, you know, tattoos sort of are there forever, at least in my perception of forever it's going to be there. Mm-hmm. It's such a powerful meaning behind it. I have a saying that I see, and I say that we're all just visitors to this beautiful planet. And I think as well, that's just like a tribute to the beauty of what you were saying before, of the temporary nature of existence. And I think that we just really need to seize every moment and really live in the now, in my opinion. Yeah, absolutely. You know, it's, it's something that's so easy to lose sight of. You know, we're, we're so often thinking ahead to the mm-hmm. future and, you know, uh, yeah. planning and plotting and figuring out ways to try to make life easier. But uh, a lot of the time while we're doing that, we miss what's happening right in front of us. Yeah, so true. I wanted to delve a bit into the beginner's mind. I've, um, I've heard you mention before that there's no um, finish lines in fitness. And it's like an ongoing journey that will almost be constantly approached with like modesty and an open mind. I was just wondering what, what's your thoughts on this? Yeah, I mean, you guys have read my stuff. I like that. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's one of those things sometimes... A lot of people, the more you start to accumulate knowledge, the more you start to think that you know everything. And then when you hear something that doesn't agree with what you believed previously, sometimes you want to reject it. And you start Mm -hmm. seeing things through a narrower scope. But I, I think it's really helpful to try to always look at the world from the perspective that a beginner would have and not 
come into situations with too much of a preconceived bias. Uh, it's, it's just one of those things that's a, uh, you have to constantly be on yourself about it because our minds just want to think it already knows the answer to everything. Mm-hmm. True, yeah. Mm-hmm. I think as well it would really be a sad day if we knew everything. And I think like there's nothing like left to ma- if there's nothing left to master. I think as well like in the current era, like the human race is like a very important, special moment in my opinion. And I think like it's a really big movement and moving towards this better conscious shift. And in my opinion, it's a good time to be alive and witness this journey unfold. I, I agree completely. That's that's refreshing to hear that perspective. Uh-huh. Yeah. I think it's amazing the potential of the human race. Like uh, people are doing physical feats that no one even thought was possible even ten years ago. Like all-time masters and greats are setting really high bars, but then fifteen-year-old kids are coming in and starting yeah. and starting from where they're at. You know, that's amazing. you know, once someone else does it, then that competitive drive pushes everyone else to go a little bit harder. Once we know it's possible. Yeah, mm-hmm. like what one man can do, another man can do, sort of. Yeah. Absolutely, if it's possible for one, it's possible for all. Mm-hmm. So Al, I just want to take this conversation a bit into the power of positive thinking. Mm-hmm. I think it's a real powerful area. And what's your thoughts on the power of positive thinking? I agree with you. Yeah, I mean, so much of you know, there's a, a cliche phrase, right? If you think you can, you're right, and if you think you can't, then you're uh-huh. also right. So, you know, the mindset we bring into things can affect us so much in terms of whether or not we actually can get it done. But, uh, you know, at the same time, sometimes people overestimate the power of positive thinking and forget that, you know, you still have to put in the work. You can't just think like, oh, you know, I'm going to get 20 pull-ups. I'm going to get 20 pull-ups. You've got to actually practice your pull-ups. you got to do the work. <laughs> I think it's like believe and achieve as well. It's so crucial because I think that when you truly focus on intention for some future outcome that you want to achieve, you can like make this inner thought more real in the outer environment. That's what I feel. Well said. You, you guys know I have those words tattooed on me as well. The, the believe and oh, achieve. Oh, wow. So, uh, yeah, it's, that's, it's just, it, and it rhymes too, and I love when things rhyme. Oh. <laughs> as, a, as a linguist, I appreciate that. But you're 100% right. Once you have something in your mind... If you really believe it enough and you're willing to put in the work and you're willing to put in the effort, it's only a matter of time before you can manifest it. A lot of people get a lot of people get discouraged too quickly because they try it once or twice and it doesn't go well and they say, ah, this is too hard, I'm going to give up. Mm-hmm, definitely. I think as well, um, during the process, I think the, the brain doesn't know the difference between the two, in my opinion. And I think that when when your body is unconscious, mind like will begin to experience like this new future of the present moment. I think that you'll let then single signal like new genes in your body to create this new future in the present moment. That's what I feel. Yeah, well said. I, I agree with you. Mm-hmm. And I think as well, also like like obviously because of this as well, like you'll create new choices, new behaviors, and new experiences that like you want to achieve. And I feel that if ultimately if you believe it, you'll achieve it. One hundred percent. We're on the same page, gentlemen. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> yeah, yeah. In order to achieve, you must believe, but you must also have like viable reasons for this as well. Like you must really understand, like if you want to achieve this and then understand that with action becomes a reaction. Yeah. You then take control in the mind and about why you have this desired outcome. Then you attach positive reasoning to it. And then you show gratitude for why you have this in the current moment. Mm -hmm. It's quite quite incredible. 
a lot of people get too much into negative thinking, you know, and start getting into this, oh, I can't mindset, or I'm not good enough, or other people are better than me, or, you know, they, they start making themselves into victims. And having the opposite mindset, it can be equally powerful in the opposite direction. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that I think like the importance of the positive way of thinking is just so crucial. I think that just keeping your focus on a positive thought, like on this future event that you want to get or achieve, you're not letting like the other thoughts distract you. And I think in a way, like you're turning the volume down on these like neural circuits that we have in our body. And I think obviously your old self just disappears. And I think now you can turn on new genes and map a new outcome and have a positive, have a, have a more positive outlook on life as well. Agreed. Mm-hmm. You mentioned as well that it's a key step between believe and achieve and it sometimes gets overlooked is take action. I was just wondering what's your thought on someone taking action? Yeah, you know, it's just what I was saying before. It's not enough to just talk about it. You've got to do it. You've got to be about it. You've got to walk the walk. <laughs> Definitely. The, the thinking and the believing is, is only one part of it. That's just the, the starting point. You've got to then actually do the damn thing, right? Mm-hmm. Mm, definitely. Like, like you just can't just sit back and hope for good things. You have to go out there and work for it. Yeah. I, you know, it's one of those things. Something else that I talk about, it's on the same tone as this, is, you know, the New Year's resolution thing. And, you know, the holiday season is coming up again soon. And people are going to start with January around the corner saying, oh, well, in January, I'm going to start doing it then. And it's just putting off taking action. It's it's being trapped in the thinking about it phase. And, uh, you know, if you if you want to do something, you've got to just get to it, right? Why wait? Yeah, certainly why wait, definitely. I think something uh, that I can think about regularly is people, when they read something or listen to a podcast even, and they'll take it all in, but they won't carry out what knowledge they have gained. And yet, like, you can listen to listen or read as many books as you want, but ultimately, if you don't take action, you're not going to get nowhere, really, are you? So true. You guys get it. Yeah, definitely. How how do you think that someone can uh, use the mind to manis- manifest like thought and rea- reality, including the body and mind of the dreams that they want? Yeah, I mean that's that's pretty much how it happens. That's that's what we've been talking about. Just it, it starts out in your mind, and then you you can make it real from there. Yeah, like the body in in my view shouldn't be just seen as an ultimate goal. It's it's not about that. I think if your goal is the perfect body, you will never get there. I think I think it's really about becoming better today than you were yesterday. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Yeah, I mean, you 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 guys are, are are preaching to the choir here. This is the same stuff that I usually have to tell people, but you're just mm-hmm. telling it to me already, making, <laughs> making it easy. But yeah, absolutely. Every everything you just said. Mm-hmm. Before as well, you I think you touched on a bit about um like New Year's. Uh, you said about New resolutions. You said, but I, I did. I would love to. Yeah, I would love to talk a bit about New Year's resolution because you mentioned your book that uh, no New Year's resolution. I think that's what you say, don't you? No New Year's resolutions. Yeah, it's a chapter in the the book. The book is called Zen Mind, Strong Body, yeah. by the way, for anyone listening, if they're looking to pick up a copy. But basically, it's just, you know, a bit of a rant, I guess, but also trying to just get people to change the way they look at the world, change their perspective a little bit. And it's just one of those things when you put it off and you say, oh, I'm going to start, you know, after the holidays, after this. It doesn't really make a difference, the date. You know, your body is going to react to what you do every single day. So if you yeah. wait another month, then you just have a month or two months worth of work to have to undo. 
Mm-hmm. You know, you you, ha- you need to ease in, and and when people decide to just make this all or nothing change, like okay, I'm just going to dramatically switch, flip this switch on this random day. It kind of uh, mm-hmm. they wind up falling into one of two problems. They either set these goals that are way too vague, just like I'm going to get fit, and what does that even yeah. mean, right? It's, they have to actually have a, a more specific plan where, where they have goals that are too rigid sometimes. Mm-hmm. People will say, okay, I'm going to never, I'm going to quit smoking. I'm going to cut out all simple sugars. I'm going to never eat a carbohydrate again. And, uh, you know, you, you have to be a little bit more even handed with these sort of things and just take it day to day. Definitely. Do you think it's, do you think it's good though, Al, like people giving themselves these big goals and that? I know it's on New Year's. Uh, resolution but do you think it's it's a good thing it's like a little positive start sort of say you know it's good to have a, a goal but it's more important to just focus on those little steps along the way you know, like i said yeah. people will set these vague goals like okay i'm gonna get fit well what does that mean what does that mean on a day-to-day basis okay you're gonna exercise every day every other day for 20 minutes when are you gonna do it like really think about in your life in your day-to-day life what does that really mean? What does that actually entail? Not just this vague concept of, okay, I'm going to tone up or I'm going to lose weight or whatever vague ways people, you know, uh, look at these things in the abstract. Yeah. It's like they don't like visualize the um, desired outcome or visualize what they actually want. It's all vague in, in your opinion. Right. It's, it's not, it's not good if, if you don't have more concrete, um, of, a, of an idea of what it, it really means. Yeah, yeah, that's brilliant. Uh, something else which I've heard you mention um, is be a free thinker. Uh, what's your thoughts on this and why should people be a free thinker? <laughs> all? You know, it's kind of a funny thing because it's almost like a catch-22. If I tell people, okay, think for yourself, then are you really thinking for yourself or are you following orders and doing what I said? Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, I, you know, it's it's... So I never want to, to be telling people, okay, do it my way. I always just say, look, this is, this is what I'm doing. This is what works for me. If you want to try doing it the way I do it, give it a shot. If you have your own take on things that works better for you, I want people to explore for themselves. I want people to find their own journey, find their own path, you know, not just feel like, okay, I'm going to follow everything that this guy said to do exactly the way he said to do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but it's quite hard when loads of other people are seeing like, this is right, this is the right way, it's worked for me, it's worked for me. You know, you're kind right. Of... I, I don't blame, you know, people who may come into this thinking that there is only one way to do it because a lot of people are perpetrating that. You know, there's a lot of experts out there. You know, this goes back to what we were saying about the beginner's mind, people thinking that there's only one way to solve a problem or only one way to look at a situation. But yeah. there's lots of different ways you can look at things. And, you know, different methods might be effective for different people in different situations. So, you know, I always leave it up to the, you know, the reader to decide for themselves what they're going to take away from one of my books or articles. Yeah, like I, I, I always thought that giving people, giving people the power of their thoughts over you is you going completely against who you are. Like... Society, this society today, we're bombarded with messages of you need this or you want this without asking yourself, do I really? Like, 
yeah. your thoughts will ex- you, like your thoughts will expand into a deeper meaning when you become a free thinker, and then you can quickly identify what makes you happy and how you can make the most out of life. Really, yeah, oh, I, I, I agree. I, I my aim with my writings and with my YouTube channel and with everything that I am doing in the fitness industry is to empower people to make mm-hmm. them see that they have it within themselves to find the answers to all of these things if they are willing to look for the answers within themselves. That's sometimes mm-hmm. a scary thing to do. Yeah, because a lot of people are actually frightened of the truth about knowing themselves, to be honest. It is true. So, yeah, because then they have to take full responsibility and full blame on themselves. Mm-hmm. They can't just go, well, I got told this, that's wrong. They have to take full responsibility of their own actions. Yeah, definitely. Absolutely, and that, that's sometimes the scariest thing, but it's also sometimes the most empowering thing. It is true. Al, I wanted to delve a bit into how did how did your journey lead you to become a free thinker? Well, you know, I guess I started out like everyone else we were talking about, just following along with things that I heard from other people. Yeah. And over the years, you know, I tried a lot of different things, and not everything always worked out exactly like it was written or not everything went exactly as planned. And I think it was when I was in my early 20s that I first uh, discovered, you know, Zen Buddhism and Eastern thought. And that was when I began to have a shift of the way that I looked at things. And like we were talking about before, became less focused on the outcome and more focused on the process. And once I started focusing on the process, that caused me to really start asking more questions and start, um, like we were saying, taking more accountability for wanting to really find out the answers for myself rather than just referring to someone else who was supposed to be an expert. I think as well, the media the media these days just tells everyone that they should be training like this, and you see people on Instagram and they're doing certain stuff, and you think that you need to follow them. Yeah, I mean, it's great to get inspiration, but it's always a delicate line between getting inspired by somebody and on the other hand, being made to feel as though you're not doing enough if you're not keeping up with them. Mm-hmm. I think as well, you sort of like need to find your own purpose, and especially like in training methods as well. Like you will, have, you, you you might follow someone for a certain amount of time in the beginning, like initially, but then later on, later on, you'll like find your own purpose and find your own style of how you want to move your body as well. Yeah, exactly. I mean, there's a quote that I love from Bruce Lee. It says. Absorb what is useful, discard what is useless, and add what is uniquely your own. And that, I think, is just such a great way to approach fitness and life. You know, take what you can from others, but ultimately you're going to figure out for yourself what the best approach that's going to work for you is going to be. Mm -hmm. I think as well something that I've noticed um, in modern day society, I think it's quite quite hard to get through all the bullshit as well. (laughs) It sure is, but I I think you just did right there with that sentiment. (laughs) <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. so I'll, I want to change direction a bit and uh, talk about how people can put the fun back in a fitness exercise instead of treating their workouts as a chore well you know I don't know if it even is a change of direction from what we've been talking about I think well, what we've been talking about makes workouts more fun you know when you're focused on the outcome like you said you, you never feel satisfied with the end result if you're trying to find the perfect body you'll always find some imperfection something about yourself that you're not happy with but if you just say hey or as i like to say hey 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 
<laughs> I'm just going to have fun with this. I'm going to forget about the outcome. I'm going to go to the park and play and have fun. Yeah. And then before you know it, you maybe get a good workout. And if you keep doing that, before you know it, your body might start looking better. And that can be a much more healthy way to approach it than just saying, okay, I need to have the perfect body. I need to have bigger muscles. I need to be leaner or I don't feel good about myself. Mm, definitely. I, I think if you see it as a chore, you're never going to stick with it. And I think as well, like you said before, it's playtime really for your body. And it's, I think you should get excited about moving and testing your body and mind. Absolutely. You, you hit the nail on the head. If you are having fun, it goes by quickly and you don't have to force yourself to do it. When it's that chore, you're, you're not going to adhere to it. Eventually, you're going to find reasons to stop doing it if you don't like it. Yeah. A lot of people as well, I believe, need to understand that exercise is a journey. It's not just a daily stop point. And each workout will be like delivering you your, to your destination, which is happiness and comfort of who you are. Like a lot of beginners mistreat their body for years and years and then enter a gym after three weeks. Don't see the results they want and quit. So I would ask them, if I, if I was to ask them, I'd say keep checking every day and look for a continuous success daily and that will lead to a lifetime of change. Mm -hmm. mm. Yeah, absolutely. Those little things, those little day-by-day -day things that you do add up over time. Mm -hmm. Like you don't expect to look like Arnold Schwarzenegger after your first workout. Right? <laughs> some people do that. Some people are afraid they're yeah, going yeah. to. But some people say to me, hey, Al, you know, I want to work out, but I think I'm going to get too big. I want to get <laughs> too much muscle. Like, don't worry, it's not going to happen in one second. <laughs> Al, what's your, um, what's your views on machines and free weights? Do you think that like all roads finally lead to body weight exercises? Wow. You know, I guess for me, all roads did lead to body weight exercises. You know, I, I worked out with free weights and machines a lot when I was younger because, you know, like we were talking about before, that's what I was told you were supposed to do. Yeah. So I, I did what I thought was the, the only way that you could work out. And those methods are effective. But ultimately, you know, I came to find that body weight exercise was more enjoyable and more fulfilling and more sustainable for me. So, uh, yeah, but you know, I have nothing against other modalities of training, you know, whatever people enjoy is what they should do. So if people are enjoying doing workouts with free weights, people like going to the gym and, and doing their routine there and they're, they're getting benefits from it, then, you know, why would I ever discourage that? So, but at the same time, if you've never tried calisthenics, I would think that it would be worth checking out because you might be surprised how much fun it can be and how effective it can be. Yeah, definitely. What's um, some of the most challenging movements that you do? Oh, wow. We do some, some pretty out there stuff. Uh -huh. uh, you guys probably know about the human flag, right? Oh, yeah, I've seen that. So yeah. for anyone who's not familiar with it, pretty much you've got a, a vertical pole and you become the human flag. You suspend yourself sideways just holding the pole with your hands and your body outstretched horizontally. So that's that's one of the most challenging moves that I've got in my repertoire. Uh, the one-arm pull-up is something that I've you know uh, worked on for a long time. It's a very difficult, very elusive body weight scale. And yeah, uh, yeah there's 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 so many body weight exercises out there that you can keep challenging yourself with. A lot of people uh, have this misconception about body weight training. 
that, you know, well, once I can do a lot of push-ups and pull-ups, like, you know, there's really nothing I can do to keep getting stronger from there. But, you know, once those people see something like a human flag or a one-arm pull-up, usually it, uh, you know, helps set the record straight on how far the body weight spectrum can really take you. Yeah. A movement that I found really hard was the muscle-up, and this was actually a few years back, but it actually took us about four months to realize that I need to use a false grip. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I, I couldn't do it. Yeah, you know, the muscle up is another one that, you know, people see that on YouTube and, you know, people can make it look easy if they're good at them. People think they expect to just jump up on a pull-up bar and be able to do it. Like you said, it takes a lot of work. It takes a lot of practice. It takes a lot of time and a lot of dedication. And, you know, the false grip can be a helpful technique for a lot of people, especially if you're you're training it on rings. On the bar, uh, I've, I've taught people to do it with a false grip. I've also taught people to just do an explosive pull and just roll their hand over the bar. Some people find, like you said, that the false grip really winds up being the only way that they get it. Other people are able to get it uh, without the false grip on the pull-up bar. So, you know, it's like we were going about before. Everybody's going to have to, you know, try different methods and kind of see what ultimately is going to be the most uh, successful thing for them. Yeah, adapt what they can adapt to, yeah, definitely. Uh, Al, what, what do you feel are some of the best body weight exercises? You know, I think the best ones are probably the ones on the the simpler side of the spectrum because they're the most universal. You know, something like a human flag or a a one-arm pull-up like we were talking about, those moves are really cool-looking and demonstrate and build a tremendous amount of strength, but they're probably not the most viable for the average person who's just getting started with exercise or who's maybe coming back to it after a layoff. So, you know, the basics Mm -hmm. of the pull-ups, the push-ups, squats, you know, I'm a big fan of the back bridge and all of those variations on that. You know, those basic exercises, and there's a handful of other ones, are, are really the foundation. And once you have that foundation, then you can start exploring you know, the more advanced end of the spectrum. But the best ones are really the classics, the push-up, the pull-up, the squat. Mm. Like, like I'll, I always, I've always felt that all bodyweight exercises are right for us because... We all need to understand our body, and what better way to understand our body is than to control its own movement of our own body weight. Mm-hmm. Well said, yeah, absolutely. I, I was going to say before as well, when you touched on about the basics, I think that even people who still lift heavy weights now, they should always like still go back and revisit like the back to the basics, like the squat, even the pull-up and stuff like that, because I think a lot of the time people neglect it and just think about lifting heavy weights, and they forget to revisit the fundamentals. Absolutely. You know, something that I I talk about a lot about body weight strength training is that it keeps you more honest because if your reps aren't going up, then you know you're not really getting stronger, even if maybe your ability to lift an external weight is going up. You know, a lot of the time people will just gain weight and then suddenly, oh, my deadlift went up, but you know what? Your waist is getting bigger (laughs) and your pull-ups are going down, so are you really getting stronger? Mm Mm-hmm. Well, some, as well, some people with like a great back squat as well, they kind of even sit in like a, a squat. Absolutely, yeah. Sometimes you take someone who's really strong at a barbell back squat and you have them do it without the barbell and they have a hard time staying balanced yeah. and maintaining posture without the weight kind of supporting them. It's interesting. You know, it's a good example of just how people get good at the specific things that they do. But like you said before, the body weight exercise is so universal because it has so many movement patterns that really tend to come up 
in day-to-day life in, in a way that you might not uh, in the weight room. You might not encounter movement patterns that are that are as um, real-world applicable. Yeah, definitely. All I wanted to talk a bit about uh, supplements. In the fitness industries, a lot of people, and you see these people on Instagram and YouTube as well, promoting like supplements, saying that this is a magic potion and stuff like that. And people get confused, in my opinion. I think some people are like, oh, do I really need this protein powder or to retain this great physique? That's what they think. But I was just wondering what your thoughts on supplements. Well, I have a feeling that you guys already know that I'm not a fan of supplements. But for anyone <laughs> listening, I just want to be perfectly clear that you don't need anything other than real food. You don't need any protein powders. You don't need any kind of powdered anything at all. You don't need anything that comes in a capsule, be it fish oil or magnesium or anything else like that. A lot of people, like you said, are very susceptible to marketing when it comes to supplements. And a lot of people are looking for an easier way out or a quick fix. So a lot of companies take advantage of that. But ultimately, it goes back to what we said before. You know, I want people to think for themselves. I want people to decide for themselves what they need. A lot of people seem to really like supplements. So if that's what you're into, if that's what people are finding is really best for them, then good for those people. But for me, I feel like I am much better off when I'm only eating real food. Yeah, definitely. I totally agree with you because I think initially when you first start out your journey into training, like when you first start out, there's like it was definitely the case for me as well. I thought that I needed to have a supplement, but like over time, you realize that you definitely don't. And ha- what, like you said, having a foundation of earth-grown nutrients is all you need. Yeah, you know, I, I came to these conclusions the same as you. I took a lot of supplements for a long time, so I'm not just talking negatively about something that I have no first-hand experience with. When I got into strength training, you know, I went to the GNC and I bought a big tub of protein powders and a bunch of other powders and bunch of other silly things that they sold to me because I was an insecure kid and I thought oh this guy's a salesman he knows what he's talking about right (laughs) so uh and I I continued taking supplements for a long time you know in spite of the fact that they gave me stomach aches and uh, I didn't feel great when I would take them Mm -hmm. it took me a really long time to finally uh get past the dogma you know it, it seemed like I must be wrong because even though I would get a stomachache after I would drink a protein shake and even though I didn't really feel much of a difference if I had a glutamine uh, thing before I went to go lift, all the literature said that it was making a difference. So I figured, well, let me just do what they tell me because what do I know? But over time, you know, as I got older, I came to see that not everyone out there always has your best interest in mind and you have to figure things out for yourself and, and be a free thinker. Yeah, definitely. A video that I came across actually was on YouTube, a guy called uh, Mike Chan. You ever heard of him? I From have, Six yeah. Pack Shortcut. Well, um, obviously the video has got, I think it's got over 20 million views, which is insane. But in the video, he's like promoting this like magic pill and he says if you take it and you go to bed and when you go to sleep, it chips away at your body fat and you get six pack abs which obviously he's obviously just doing for the money. Uh, but fair play, I think it's things like this where it becomes scary because he's got like 20, over 20 million people watching him. Right. And some people will believe it. Right. Mm. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I, it's, it's, a, it's a very tricky industry. There's a lot of people yeah. out there who maybe don't have the, the best interest of the public in mind. And, uh, mm. you know, it's, it's up to people like us to try to get the word out there 
and hopefully those people who are seeking the truth will find it. Yeah, like I'd just like to add, Dan, that even though Mike Chang is promoting a pill which can change someone's life, this is that is still his journey, and yeah. we have to accept this. It's not his fault that people live in a world where they just want quick fixes and who want instant instantaneous satisfaction. Yeah, like many people want to live in a world where they can eat whatever they want, do as well, right. work. If there wasn't sell. a demand for that product, he wouldn't be able to sell it, right? Is that what oh, you're saying? Certainly. Yeah, certainly. So like, right, you can't you can't be too mad at the guy who's trying to make a buck. But you know, my yeah. my feeling on this type of thing is I don't like to, to ever put down someone else in the industry. I'd rather just not talk about them at all. You know, so yeah. if someone is out there with a message that I don't like, instead of saying, hey, don't <laughs> listen to this guy, I'm just going to yeah. tell people my message and hopefully they'll listen to mine. Yeah, yeah you just highlight your own self-worth. Yeah, and, it's not, yeah, it's exactly. not about me saying, oh, this guy doesn't know what he's talking about. It's about me saying, hey, this is my opinion. If you like what I have to say, great. If you don't, there's lots of other people with other opinions, so listen to them too and figure out what you like. Yeah, yeah. It's just about respecting everyone's journey, really. That's what the whole it's all about. Indeed. Um, I'll, I'd just like to delve in a bit about how to combine presence and joy for a deeper, more rewarding training experience. Could, could you enlighten us a bit on that, please? Well, you know, it's one of those things like we were talking about before about uh, being present for your workout and trying to find something that you can enjoy. You know, a lot of people have this need to feel like they have to distract themselves during their training. We were talking before about how people see training as a chore. So they think, oh, well, if I watch TV while I work out, then maybe it won't be so bad. Or if I listen to my iPod while I work out, maybe I can get through it somehow. And I, I really like to have as few distractions as possible when I'm doing a workout. And for me, that makes it the most rewarding experience. You know, I often joke with people, you know, you're always trying to distract yourself from your workout. If you pay attention to it, you might be surprised because you might actually like it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think I think it's imperative to have like more of a connection with your body through your workout. Like when you're in this moment, you understand that you're in this present moment. And that's the times that you're asking yourself these, the questions that like, Am I, have, am, I, am I having a much rewarding workout right now? And the general answer is, will be actually... You will be? Yeah, I will be. Agreed. Definitely. I was wondering, what's your thoughts on, like, empowering people to, like, free someone from the shackles of, like, these restricted training programs and things like that and making your own workout? Yeah, exactly. That's, that's what it's all about, is getting people to, to think for themselves. Yeah. You know, it's great to have a, a template... It's great to have a plan on paper, but you've got to be willing to, like you said, to be present and deal with what's happening in the moment rather than trying to force some hypothetical situation that you thought was supposed to happen. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, if I can empower people to start really thinking for themselves, that's the, the best thing that I could possibly hope to do. Mm -hmm. Do you think as well that people should like, do you think, would you advise people to make like their own workout as well? Yeah, you know, it's, you know, I get a lot of people who will send me a message and say, okay, you know, I'm this old and I've been working out for this long and I had this injury a few years ago and I used to do this sport and now I do this other thing and what should I do for my workout? And, you know, I usually tell people, well, you've got a lot of different options. You should check out my books if you want an in-depth answer because, 
you know, what am I going to say to somebody in, in a Facebook message or an email better than what I already wrote down in, you know, 50,000 words in a book. But people want me to give them an exact program. And it's like, I, I don't even know this person just because they told me three or four quick tidbits about them. You know, this person could be 30 years old and have all this experience to draw from. And I never even seen them. And they expect me to know their body better than they do. You know, I can give people a general template. I can tell people, you know, this is what a proper push-up is supposed to look like. And if you're not able to do it, here's a regression you can try. And if a regular push-up's too easy, here's a harder one you can try. But I don't know exactly how long this person is going to need to rest in between each set. I don't know exactly how many reps it's going to take before they start to get fatigued. They need to actually experiment and see what happens in the moment. Yeah. yeah, like I think it's about asking yourself, what do you want from a workout? Like if people just want to look good and lose some weight, then that's fine. That's what path they want to go down. Then, But there are many people who want that. That's why a lot of companies exploit this by promoting food and with no actual health benefits. And then they promote workouts based on looking good rather than feeling well, every, good. Everybody wants to look good. You know, I'm not trying to say that that, that doesn't matter. But the, the mm. irony is when you focus on that and that alone, like you were saying before, you're never really happy with the outcome because you're yeah. going to find something about your body that isn't exactly what you want. So people need to find that balance between you know, trying to, yes, push ourselves and trying to bring out the best in ourselves and trying to always improve, but at the same time, not constantly be critical of ourselves in a way that ruins the experience and that's that's a very delicate thing for most people to be able to figure out and it takes a lot of time and it takes a lot of you know uh, introspection yeah i think as well people just do programs constantly based on like how they want to look instead of how they like they want the body to feel and how they want it to move properly and stuff. Well, you know, you get people, they'll say, oh, well, I want to have a body like Christian Bale did in Batman, so I'm going to do the uh -huh. same workout that he did. It doesn't, it doesn't, they don't account for genetics at all. It doesn't exactly work like that. You know, people think, oh, well, I'm going to just follow the same workout that Al does, and I'm going to look exactly like Al, even though maybe they're five inches taller than me and 50 pounds heavier than me or five inches shorter than me and, you know, have longer arms or shorter legs or whatever the case may be. You know, different bodies are going to look the way that they look. And it's silly to think that if you follow a certain celebrity or a certain trainer's exact program that you're going to magically turn into that person. You know, we all have the potential to make our muscles grow. We all have the potential to get leaner. But we can't change the shape of our body, you know, mm -hmm. other than, than those two main factors that we can manipulate. Yeah. Yeah, like a few years ago, I was actually, I was one of them people who was looking for the Christian Bale workout and uh, <laughs> the Thor workout and stuff like that. Uh -huh. I mean, that was me, yeah. unfortunately. But thankfully, I found my own journey and I've moved on from that now and I understand what works for me and what, I, what I'm happy with. Yeah, no, I mean, I'm, I'm very sympathetic to everybody because I, I made a lot of these same, you know, mistakes myself and, and had a lot of the same experiences. So I, I think that in a way that makes me a, a better trainer because I know what it's like to be on the other side of the equation. And I've been doing this for so long that I've experienced everything or not everything, but I've experienced so many things myself that I have that firsthand uh, experience to draw from. 
So yeah, I was I remember doing that too, following along, you know, workouts from from Hulk Hogan or whoever it was when I was a kid, <laughs> thinking I would magically look like them. So I'll, I'd like to touch into the the warrior spirit which you mentioned, and how do you think someone can inf- look to infuse the warrior spirit into their body and mind to attain physical excellence? You know, warrior spirit is it's just another way of of saying what we've been saying, which is to look within yourself and to find mm. that purpose and to find the, the thing that drives you and the thing that makes you want to keep doing it. Not mm. just, oh, I want to look good in the mirror, but something more profound, something that gives you mm. more of a purpose than that. And, you know, different people are going to find that in different pursuits. For me, it's been calisthenics, but for other people, it, it might be something else. And I encourage each individual to have their own journey. Mm. Like the warrior spirit fascinates me because a warrior in my eyes is not only a tough, spiritually strong being, but they stand up for themselves. Like they embrace life and they've been given, like they embrace the life they've been given and they have their own complete version of self-worth. Like they completely understand their own identity and understand the importance of physical excellence. I think you said it really well. Yeah, you know, it's it's about um, finding that thing within you and whatever yeah. that may be, uh, letting that potential manifest itself. And we all have something unique within us. And it's, yeah. uh, it's up to us to kind of find out what that is. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like a warriors aren't just strong physically, but they're so strong emotionally because they've got to go through the battles and the wars. And that's what makes them stronger is not just the workouts and the exercises, but the grueling continuous action which has given them that um, the strength inside. Well, you know, physical strength and mental strength go hand in hand. I'll tell you, one of my favorite things, maybe my favorite thing about working out, and this is not limited to calisthenics, but one of my favorite mm-hmm. things about fitness is you reap what you sow. There's no way to fake it. There's no way to shortchange it. And that's what we've been talking about this whole time. People wanting to try to find shortcuts, be it through supplements or some magic pill or some secret program. You know, if you put in the work and you put in the time and you really do the thing, you're going to get the results. And if you don't, it doesn't matter, you know, who you know or how much money you have or you know, who, whose uncle might be able to put in a phone call for you or whatever. There's, there's so few things in life that are like that. You know, you could be a, an artist and you make a beautiful work of art, but nobody sees it and it doesn't have any value to anybody. But if you put in that effort to your own body, you get to live in it. And, and yeah. what's better than that? Mm-hmm. I think it's a, a lot down to the mind as well, because I think all the best athletes in the world, and even, to be honest with you, a lot of the guests we've had on the show as well, ultimately it's always, they always come back to it's all about the mind, and the mind's your strongest asset, and that's what I feel. Well, building a strong body helps build a strong mind, because yeah, there definitely. are moments when you want to stop. There are moments where it gets really difficult, and when you push through those moments and you come out on the other side with an understanding that there's something yeah. more important, than wanting to stop because something is difficult. Then that makes you a stronger person on a more profound level. Yeah, definitely. 
the last question that I want to ask you is like if you had the power to change the health and fitness like completely change it and revolutionize it like what would you change and why would you what would you do you mean change the industry yeah oh wow you know I guess that's what I'm trying to do right I'm, I'm trying to get people to yeah. uh, to get out of that goal obsessed mindset and mm -hmm. get into the beginner's mind get into the fascination with the simplicity of movement get yeah, back clear. in touch with so many things that we take for granted about our bodies and to to really explore our potential and to not constantly be seeking out a quick fix or a shortcut mm -hmm. but to embrace the hardships and understand that pushing through those times is what, like I said, will lead to that more profound strength, that more profound growth. And, mm -hmm. and that is, you know, maybe a little bit of fantasy to think that that will happen one day. But you know what? The fact that I'm even reaching anybody at all is a very satisfying feeling. So even if I can't change the whole industry, I'm affecting some people and, and I'm doing my part. And I feel really good about that. Well, as a powerful answer to that, I think as well, it's just like this is what I feel. It's just about becoming better today than you were yesterday. For sure. Yeah, just mm -hmm. continually putting your best foot forward. You know, I often joke that in the fitness industry and in life, it's all about what have you done lately. And the same mm -hmm. is true with your own personal fitness. You can't rest on your laurels. You have to keep pushing forward, you have to keep putting in the work. Even if you're in great shape today, if you stop doing it, it's going to go away. So it's all about maintaining that beginner's mind, maintaining that warrior spirit, maintaining that drive, and going for it every single day. That's an incredible answer there, Al. So on that note, where can people find you and what are you currently working on? Well, they can go to my website, which is just my name, alcavadlo.com, A-L-K-A-V-A-D-L-O. If you Google me, you'll find lots of other stuff. I write for the website, bodybuilding.com. I write for a magazine called Train Magazine that you can get in the U.S. and Canada and in the U.K. And I have five books that people should check out. We were talking a lot about Zen Mind, Strong Body, but I've got a mm -hmm. few other books also. There's one called Pushing the Limits. And there's another called Raising the Bar. And there's a few other ones out there. So I encourage anyone who wants to know more and delve deeper into this sort of stuff to check out all those resources. Mm -hmm. Well, Al, thank you so much for joining us today, my friend. You've been an absolute great guest. And just keep doing what you're doing, my friend, and just keep inspiring positive change. Thank you so much. It's been a pleasure talking to you guys. I'm, I'm, I'm glad to, to have someone else who, who understands where I'm coming from and, and, and can help spread the message and the more of us that are out there, you know, maybe we can change the fitness industry and, and get everybody on the same page that we're on. Yeah, definitely. Thank you all. Take Thank care, you. guys. My God, do we need this award. The whole theme of today is to free our minds. It actually is more than that, as I'll come to. Free our minds from the programming that turns infinite consciousness having an experience into a four-legged animal from which we get wool that have lost the ability 
to decide perception and reality for themselves and have to have it decided for them. Without that, the few couldn't control the many. With it, it's a piece of cake. When we open our minds, or go beyond that even, then we start to see reality in a different way. This is a wonderful quote. You were born an original, don't die a copy. So many people do that. They go through their lives thinking the norm in society is the only possible perception of reality. And because the majority appear to believe it, therefore by definition it must be true. Truth does not change because it is or is not believed by the majority of the people. As Gandhi said, even if you are in a minority of one, the truth is still the truth. Or as this proverb says, the multitude is always wrong. And invariably, when you look through what we call history, it turns out that way. It is the people who have challenged that that have moved us forward in terms of our understanding of who we are and the nature of the world we live in. We live in a world of conflict and war and famine where people, uh, a few people, uh, control and hijack the wealth at the expense of the vast majority. We live in a world which, take a step back, deep breath, look at it again, is utterly bloody insane. And we're asked to believe, and so many people do, that we are somehow at the cutting edge of human evolution. We're nowhere near the edge of what is possible and what is there to be known. But the norms are very powerful, especially when from cradle to grave, we are constantly manipulated and confused with contradictory information. And when we're pressured to believe it, otherwise we'll get ridiculed or condemned for being different. We are in a, a, a situation, a world brilliantly uh, described by this man, Michael Elner. Just look at us. Everything is backwards. Everything is upside down. Doctors destroy health. Lawyers destroy justice. Universities destroy knowledge. Governments destroy freedom. The major media destroys information. And religions destroy spirituality. That's where we are. So we live in an upside-down world. Why? That's what I asked 20 years ago. And the answers are uh, amazing when you start to take back the, <laughs> take back the uh, camouflage that's put before us. All the way through our lives, we are being given instructions, we've been given directions, and basically the world has been turned into a maze of confusion. And it's done to keep us from the simple truths. Because complexity is there to stop us finding those simple truths. 
But when you connect the dots between apparently unconnected people, situations, organizations, world events, and you start to see how they fit together, suddenly this bewildering, confusing world starts to take on a much clearer dimension. Because only by connecting the dots over, as you'll see today, a vast range of subjects and situations and people, can you start to see why the world is upside down, why it is as it is. And crucially, behind that complexity, those smoke screens of complexity, why behind that is an amazing revelation of who we are and the nature of life when we start to realize that far from being Ethel Jones or Billy Smith we are all that is has been and ever will be that is the difference between who we are and who we are manipulated to believe we are the key to everything else in this global conspiracy is to put humanity into a false identity. A false belief in who we are. It has to get us to see ourselves in terms of little me, powerlessness. What can I do? I'm just Joe Public. And I'm just Ethel Jones or Charlie Smith. That's who I am. I'm the reflection in the mirror. That's me. I have no power. When in fact, we are infinite consciousness having an experience as Charlie Smith or Ethel Jones. But what the manipulation has to do to put us in the box of mass control is to persuade us that we are the experience. And they've done it brilliantly, so far. And when we accept that, this is the state that we're put in energetically, what I call the eggshell. Instead of accessing the infinity of knowledge, understanding, awareness, love, all knowing that it is possible to access, because that's who we are, we close down, and what do we say? We close our minds. We close our minds and we operate on a fraction of who we are. Compared with the infinity of who we are, we close in on a fraction that is nothing less than the village idiot by comparison. And only by putting us in this state of a consciousness, if you can call it that, state of mind more accurate can the few control the many on the scale that they have and do you know I, I have this thing I just mentioned a few minutes ago when you you go we get so close to things and and therefore they become so normal that we never question them take a deep breath take a step back look at it again thank you so much for taking the time to listen to the show 
Hope you enjoyed this episode. If you enjoyed it, please leave us a review on iTunes as it really helps the show. And don't forget to head over to the show notes at beastified.com. Hey everyone, and check out our weekly challenge set by the guests themselves. And also don't forget to check out the bonus questions we ask the guests after the show. In the meantime, stay healthy. Thank you.